Bienvenidos to tonight's program. This is Full Circle, your cultural affairs magazine show produced by the apprentices of the KPFA Apprenticeship Program. And tonight, we're happy to present to you a peek at the 15th annual Oakland International Film Festival, which is running from April 4th to April 8th, 2017. And on tonight's show, we will be speaking to the director of the film festival, Mr. David Roach as well as the director of the Oakland-based film, Oakland in Blue, Robin Ray. And we'll also be giving away a pair of passes to the film festival. All that and more, so stay tuned as we take you to the movies. Get your popcorn ready. My name is David de la Gran. And I am Dennis the Menace Roos. This is Full Circle. Stay with us. Do you like going to the movies? Do you prefer documentaries or feature films? Well, get ready, because we're going to take you. We're going to take you there. And tonight we're going to be talking about one of my favorite places in the whole wide world, Oakland herself. Ooh, beautiful Oakland. So the 15th Oakland International Film Festival will be held April 4th through the 8th at various destinations in the city of Oakland, California. In partnership with Holy Names University, the Oakland Asian Cultural Center, the Historical Grand Lake Theater, and the Oakland Film Market section of the festival will be held on April 7th at Oakland City Hall. Screenings and panel discussions will take place in the chamber rooms and hearing rooms 1 and 2. Now, for 14 years, the Oakland Film Festival has the Film Society has produced the Oakland International Film Festival on a shoestring budget with purely volunteers to create a space for independent filmmakers in the city of Oakland, which we'll be discussing in further detail with our next guest. And that guest is going to be Mr. David Roach. He's going to be coming here in just a little bit. But before we do that, before we do that, we're going to, we're going to introduce you here and get you started. Get you cooking here with uh, one of our very own Special guests. Yes, one of our own special guests, director, editor, filmmaker, Robin Ray. Robin, who has recently opened up to being called a filmmaker, hails from the Bay Area. After traveling abroad for her higher education, has returned to the Bay Area to create a short film based in Oakland, Oakland herself. The movie is called Oakland in Blue. Oakland in Blue is a short film about two friends. Kennedy, a recent college graduate and local rap hip-hop artist, and Marcus, uh, their struggle to launch a, and their struggle to launch an independent record label without compromising their integrity. So um, let's take it into the film. And I'm here on uh, the phone with uh, Robin Ray. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, Robin. Tell me a little bit more about your connection to Oakland. Like I said, I was born in Oakland, 
my roots are there. We live all over Oakland. I can't just say just East Oakland or just West Oakland. Um, I've been all over, including the North. Actually, in high school, I went to high school in Manteca. That was real interesting because there's only like five of the black families out there when we moved. So it was hard to sleep at night because it was so quiet and there were horses across the street. So that was just a huge change. And like you said, had we not had that time in Manteca, I definitely would not be the person that I am. Okay. Just do all the different life experiences that I've had just there in combination with my experiences, you know, being from Oakland. So after high school, I returned. I went to San Francisco State, finished at Hayward State, um, taught at McClellan's High School for like eight years. And then I went to grad school, New York University. I did not go to the New York campus. I actually went to the Singapore campus of NYU. So I lived in Singapore for four years. You're talking about Singapore, like across the world, Singapore? Yes, like Southeast Asia, <laughs> Singapore. <laughs> wow. wow. But New York has a campus there. Tell me about... Tell me about the path. You know, like you're a, fi- you're a filmmaker now. Congratulations! But <laughs> thank you, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your path and the, uh, to the point where where you will be featured. Uh, you know, your film will be featured at the Oakland International Film Festival. How did yes. you get started? How did this whole thing go about? Um, I was so my dad bought me a video, a little Sony camcorder, when I was like 15, my 15th birthday. Fast forward to my, me and my last year, my last semester at Hayward State, our radio station burnt down. So we were all forced to do television production to complete our degree. So from there, I started learning Final Cut Pro. I started learning editing. I started learning how to properly work a camera. And then I needed a job. And there was this job posting for Youth Sounds, which is now part of VABAC as an after-school provider teaching animation, radio production, and film, and, like, video editing. And I'm telling everybody, don't take the job. McClyman's is the worst performance school. Like, you will die if you go up there. I was telling all my classmates not to take the job because I wanted the job. Uh (laughs) (laughs) So I went to the interview. I got the job. And a year in... McClymouth was splitting up into the two small high schools. I joined part of Excel High School, did the paperwork to become a teacher, and started teaching full-time at McClymouth. And then I kind of personally and professionally maxed out there, so I started applying to film school. The final decision was between Cal Berkeley's Journalism School or NYU. And NYU offered me a much nicer financial aid packet. And it just so happened to be on the other side of the world. And I was like, if I consider myself to be a cultured person, I think I might have to visit Asia at some point. So I went ahead and packed my bags to Singapore, came back. And then my thesis, I just finished it. And there's zero point of creating films if you don't put it out into the universe. So I just started doing that, submitting it to film festivals. And it took a lot to get a couple of yeses, <laughs> but I got some yeses and it's been great. And I am so, so excited to be able to 
returned this film to Oakland, you know, where it was made. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to see how Oakland reacts to it. And it's being played at Grand Lake Theater. Like, I grew up there. That's huge. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't let the Oregon guy come out and play before the film start. I'm going to go crazy. <laughs> So with all this um, traveling around, with all this, you know, world experience that you got, why, um, why did you choose to, to, to get your film going? Uh, we're talking about the film Oakland in Blue. And so tell me about, like, uh, why, you chose, why, why you chose to do Oakland. Why not do Oakland? Oakland's hot. Um, <laughs> Oakland yeah. is home. Oakland is my heart. It is my heart. And... Being gone for those four years in Singapore, it was it was really hard the first two years. And Oakland in Blue, the the film is actually named after an album of the same title by um, Do That, the artist, right? Yes. My whole first two years, all I did was listen to his album Oakland in Blue, and it literally just got me through those first two years. So it was just kind of natural that year three, when we started writing our thesis shorts, that I would be writing about Oakland. And I would just be writing about the experiences. Um, definitely wanted to celebrate the music and artist scene of Oakland. And, you know, tell the stories of young folks growing up there and just, you know, the hard decisions and choices that we face. Well, that's amazing. Um, but. So tell me, Robin, um, how are you? How are you involved in the in the hip hop scene? Like, how, uh, you know, you, you talk about meeting do that. Tell me a little bit more about that. How did you get involved in the hip hop scene? Oh, um, I mean, I'm just a lover of music, a lover of hip hop. I wouldn't say I'm necessarily involved. I mean, I do stalk everybody on Instagram and SoundCloud. <laughs> <laughs> do that is actually family, and so. I know he was rapping young uh, with The Attic. They started out pretty young, and I think just kind of going to people's performances and different festivals, just kind of meeting folks that way. I've always wanted to do, like, a remake of Crush Groove and just really get all of the Oakland music artists for one big film. I think I just admire their grind and their strength to just keep creating. Like, something about music artists, something about what they do, just to be able to compose notes and sound and be poetic with words, it's moving on a whole nother level. It's just something about the music artists I just really respect and love and really like to celebrate them on the big screen. Mm-hmm. In your opinion... What do you think? Uh, what do you think represents like hip hop? Is it is it kind of like the style? Is it is it the words? I mean, the clothing? Is it everything? Tell me, like you know, how you see it through your lens, like in film. Through my lens in film, I definitely think it is. It's the people, right? But it's also the people of that time, right? So like hip hop is always evolving and changing. All right, so even when you look and see somebody at a party, like, man, that ain't hip-hop, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely the clothes, the colors, the music. It's the, it's the movement, whatever movements are happening at that time. Like, what are we fighting for in the moment? Um, all of that is reflected in our music. 
and just the hip hop community, right? It's also about what you do within the community. You know, we, we speak about hip hop, hip hop culture, because that's what it is. It's a culture, the way people live, how you treat each other, for better or for worse. <laughs> but yeah, hip hop, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's, it's hard to even just summarize that up in a few sentences. You could do a whole show on what makes hip hop. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. But thank you for taking a, a really good stab at that. I really just wanted to get kind of get it from your perspective. So thank mm-hmm. you. Um, now, in your film, Oakland and Blue, you know, there's this tension between um, between being legit and being street. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but can you explain that to me? Can you explain what that difference means to you? Being street versus being legit. Mm-hmm. On the surface, people take it as legal versus illegal. Right, you pull back a layer, it's selling out versus staying true to yourself. For Kennedy, the lead character, his his internal struggle is still street versus legit. He's returning home to Oakland after being away from college. He returns with this whole higher level of knowledge, right? He's got new ideas and new ways of doing things. But he comes home and it's, it's the same family, it's the same friends. And he's trying to figure out how does he fit, if he fits. Can he go back to being Kennedy of whom he was before he left for school and just kind of do the same thing of what he was doing, what was comfortable, what was working, quote-unquote working? Or does he try some new route? Does he learn something new about himself? Does he challenge himself, challenge his friends, challenge his family? Uh, So that's where street versus legit is. It's more than just the surface of illegal versus illegal. Hmm. Okay. And uh, let's talk about um, let's talk about that that legit um, aspect of, of things where you actually sign to a um, a label, right? Mm-hmm. Th- that that seems to be the goal of any kind of musician, right? Um, yeah. You know, I mean, you want to make it. You want to make it big and this and that. But like you said, you're hoping that they're going to um, either either uphold, you know, your your style of music or, mm-hmm. you know, your values of who you are, or they're going to say, no, this doesn't sell, and they're just going to put it on the shelf, so they say. And right. that, and that's famously done by the A&Rs, right? Yes. And, um, you know, they've been known to control perspective and to make, you know, music records sell using, like, recycled imagery um, mm-hmm. just to get quick returns. How does the musician Marcus you know, see these A&Rs? Uh, he sees it just as you described, just someone who's going to come, you know, they see that he can sell some some records, he can get some money in the industry for their, um, and he's just a dollar sign, right? And once they're done, once they maximize the dollars, he's thrown to the side. He can go back to where he came from. There's a line in there where he says, they don't understand anything about me, let alone Oakland. Where for Marcus, it's more than just being famous, going on tours, popping bottles with P. Diddy or whomever. It's more about how does this reflect him? How does this music and career reflect his home? How does it reflect Oakland? Um, so it's more than just becoming famous and making some money and being able to buy a big house, pay off some bills. Mm. And I would say the same for uh, us filmmakers, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, well, you want to be a director, or don't you want, you know, some 
TV show to pick you up and you're directing shows or you get a deal with X, Y, and Z and you're making directing movies for them, but at the same time, it's, well, now they have complete control of my creativity. I have to direct and pump out what they want. My personal stories and my personal art then gets put on the side. It's on hold. And it's not necessarily my voice that I am now presenting onto the screen. It's someone else's. And that's been driven by whatever dollars they raise by whatever company is funding them, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, like, um, personally, then, yeah. like, how... So, do you feel that you balance the, um, the legit lifestyle and the street lifestyle with your film, The Oakland Oakland and Blue? I do. I definitely feel like I do the nice balance. Like, for me, it's... I'm all about the quality of life and that personal satisfaction and just that, you know, fulfillment of being whole within myself and making sure that I am doing right by my my family, my friends, my community. I make film for my people. Other people like it. Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you liking this art. (laughs) Mm. But I've made this move to L.A. because this is just where a bulk of my my partners were working, people that I make films with regularly uh, were here in L.A. We kept finding ourselves here in L.A. to do work. And it was just a convenience for me to move to. However, being here, I'm always like, well, let me make sure this is in line with my goals. And um, this is something that I could be proud of and that my folks can be proud of. Yeah. Well, you know, Oakland and Blue, I mean, it's definitely something to be proud of. I, I Thank you. I feel proud. <laughs> <laughs> Are there plans to make this uh, a feature length? No, not at all. I've, I've battled with the idea, but I have definitely, you know, made that decision. Oakland and Blue, as a short, this story stands on, it, on its own, strong on its own. And I don't want to tamper with the idea of turning it into a feature and then watering down what I've already created. Mm. And, you know, you say that's so true and it, it's so real because, you know, Oakland and Blue is a powerful short film. Thank you. I personally, I love the depth of the characters, right? Their friendship mm-hmm. and, you know, the length that they go like to support each other, you know, without giving it away. From the options that the characters have in order to become successful... To me, none of them seem to be the better choice. Mm-hmm. What impression were you trying to leave the audience with? Like, what, was it was it your intention to leave the audience with like with um, with just so much so many questions? In short films, you you got to make a decision. Are you trying to get the audience to A to B? Are you just trying to provoke thought? There's only so much you can do in a short film, right? And it's just kind of like a peek into someone's life understanding a character, understanding what they're struggling with, and you just get a moment of that. And it's not necessarily my intent to leave people hanging with a lot of questions, but it was my intent for the audience to empathize with the characters, with all of them. Because these are real people. These characters are very real. We all know someone exactly like each person that has been represented in the film. And it's my intent that the audience will not go outside of the theater and judge people 
judge these characters for choices that they've had to make based on their circumstances. So mm-hmm. I want to give people a, a look, a peek into some other one of those's reality and just sit back and go, hmm, I never looked at it like that. I now understand what you're struggling with or what they're going with. It's my intent to have the audience just empathize. And especially, like, I remember being young, mid-20s, and no choice seemed like to be the better choice. Like, every option seems to just be a hard-ass decision. (laughs) And you just definitely got to love yourself and believe in yourself and know that whatever choice you make, that you will come out of it a better person. Mm-hmm. Tell me, when are you going to be in town? When can we meet you right there in front of the big screen? Yeah, so I will be um, at the Oakland International Film Festival Thursday, April 6th. I intend to be there all of Thursday to see the film also come before Oakland and Blue. I'm excited to see a few of those. But the short block that Oakland and Blue is a part of is Thursday, April 6th, 10 p.m. to midnight at the Grand Lake Theater. I will be there, hopefully with a lot of family and friends. All of you beautiful people out there better come out and see it. Not just Oakland and Blue, but there's going to be a couple of good shorts in that block as well. Well, tell me about that. Uh, do you have any personal picks, you know, that, that you want to see from the uh, Oakland International Film Festival selections? Yeah, so there's, I've been chasing Gina's journey mm-hmm. for a little bit. Nice. But I'm, I am excited to see Gina's journey, um, 100 blocks, and then all of the shorts that are within the block of Oakland and Blue. Um, there's Bad Kids, Room Service. For those listening, we're talking to Robin Ray, the writer and director for Oakland in Blue. And um, Robin, um, tell me a little bit more about like your future endeavors. So my future endeavors, really just to continue making films that inspire and celebrate, keep educating the youth. I will say this, I'm definitely, I'm working on a dating documentary right now. So that's immediate future. Also a web series. It's a comedy, dramedy, really. But it's set in a world where men get pregnant as opposed to women. Uh-huh. So it's a web series I'm working on with the same DP from Oakland and Blue, Melanie Ramos. That's amazing. <laughs> that's a, that sounds so cool. <laughs> I want to I wanna see that. Where can we catch that? Is, is oh, that... you can see the first three episodes on my Vimeo, which is where you can get all my contact information and see other kind of like short works that I've done. Yeah, what is that? Uh, Robin Ray, R-O-B-B-I-N-R-A-E, on Vimeo. Then you can also see the Oakland and Blue trailer, which you will have access to the link to download the soundtrack for the Oakland and Blue film, which I'm telling you, it's fire. You're going to slap that all around Oakland, and people going to be like, yo, where you get that at? I need that. That's right. Like and, the, soundtrack, and the soundtrack is amazing. It all is. Oakland artists. <laughs> That's cool. That's nice. So happy to have you on. I can't Thank wait. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I can't wait to meet you. It's been it's been such a pleasure talking to you. It's been really good. I, thank you for. Um, I'm glad you took an interest in Oakland and Blue. All right. Well, have a good night. Thanks a lot you for joining well. us here on KPFA. Thank you. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. 
All right, and welcome back to Full Circle here on KPFA Community Powered Radio. That was Robin Ray of Sunray Films talking with us. Thank you again, Robin. And if you're just tuning in, I am your host, David Siskel. And I am your co host, Dennis Egbert. As we are taking you to the movies. <laughs> Hope you are enjoying your time here. Let's get a second bag of popcorn going here. I do want to let you all know, a few years ago, uh, Robin was actually a producer here at KPFA under Larry Bensky uh, on the show Sunday Salon. And she mentioned uh, she calls KPFA home whenever she visits a local body shop around the corner. And a little bit more information Um Oakland, the movie Oakland in Blue actually placed second at the New York University Film Festival. And it also showed in Cleveland at the Urban Film Festival and also in Los Angeles at the Pan African Film Festival. And there's more. And most recently at the Pasadena International Film Festival. So this film is, is one to, to watch, I guess. Mm-hmm. Huh. It really is a really good film. Okay, um, are we, we're going to do a music break. So what, Before we do that, though, I want to let you all know. We are giving away tickets. We're giving away tickets to the film festival. 510-848-4425. That's 510-848-4425. Now, don't call yet, okay? We're going we're gonna to do that in a minute. Just want to <laughs> let you know that we're going to do that in a minute. But for, before, before we do that... Let's listen to a bit of the soundtrack off of the Oakland in Blue um, soundtrack. It's uh, a by Dudette. Leaving 
jet plane And I don't know if I'll be back again My circle rearranged, shit I changed And honestly, I don't see a place for me, man I got big dreams that supersede my affinity For city streets that nurtured me certainly There'll always be a soft spot for barbershops Mom and pops and liquor store shops But I'm not trying to be another Could've made a story I know plenty of people who didn't claim their glory According to statistics, I'm supposed to be dead and worried I'm Buried. Fear of failure is scary, but living in fear is only existing barely. And if that's the case, take me out the sickness early. In a hurry, I can see a different life from a current world. Be thoughts whirling, but the possibilities of my story could be, and how it could go, and how it's gonna end. But you never know. This is. De regreso con Full Circle aquí en Pacifica Radio, KPFA 94.1 FM. Thank you for listening, and what you just heard was Take Flight by Do Dat off the Oakland and Blue soundtrack. Pick up the soundtrack, go on to Vimeo, check it out. Great soundtrack, great film. Can't wait for you all to see it too. I want to let you all know we are here live in studio with wonderful guests. And speaking of our next guest, here we are, Mr. David Roach. Mr. David Roach is the director of the Film Society, which is the organization that puts on the Oakland International Film Festival. And we're happy to have him here at the station. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Yes. Absolutely, Mr. Roach. Yes. Now, you've been doing this for, for, for quite some time now, right? Uh, yeah, a little Few few years now. This will be our fifteenth year. I'm the co-founder, so yeah, since the beginning. So yeah, since the beginning. That's, that's fifteen right. years. Fifteen years goes by really quick. Wow. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it does. Okay. Um, one. Mm-hmm. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. My bad. My bad. Um, all right. I want uh, I want to start off, but let, let we're talking about Oakland. Yes. Right. So let's talk uh-huh. about Oakland. Um, okay. I just I just got a haircut today. Uh, from from Ricky's at uh, at Ricky's Tribune. Um, custom barbering. Do do you know the man? Um, can't say I do. Custom barb. Uh, yeah, Rick, where is it located? Ricky's Tribune. It's uh, it's right there off of Fifteenth. Uh-huh. And it's uh, it's right in between uh, Harrison and Webster. Um, Ricky's Tribune. 
No. no. Well, I think I've driven by there, but I used to grow, you know, I grew locks for 17 years before I might cut my hair. So I don't, okay. I'm not the barber kind of guy too often. So I don't know the barber shops right. too well. Well, I mentioned it because okay. he's a he's a living, breathing uh, monument basically okay. to uh, to Oakland's history. You nice. know, he cut, he cut Bruce Lee's hair. Wow. Um, you know, in his shop, you go in there and you look at pictures of like Sonny Liston, I mean, him with Sonny wow. Liston. That's where I'm going to have to go then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, you know, yeah. he's there with the quarterbacks, the Right. quarterbacks of the Raiders, you know, playing golf. You know, he's been around. Where's right? this place again? Uh, Ricky's Tribune. Ricky's it's, uh, Tribune. Yeah, okay. Ricky's Tribune, 15th, um, 15th Street, right there between um, uh, Harrison and Webster's, okay. right? Okay, okay. Um, but, but, you know, we got to talking, and he was telling me about the thriving scene in downtown Oakland, mm-hmm. you know, from back in the day, and right. just how amazing it was, right? Right. And, you know, and uh, one interesting thing is that he mentioned how the, when the BART came in, a lot of the scene and a lot of the business went out. Now the man is like you know basically eighty two. Okay. You know he's going to be eighty two this year. Which Bart? Um, the Bart. When the 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 the. Um, Which station? Oh, I think like all of it. I, I'm, oh, okay. Like, yeah. But um, I know about that story in West Oakland where they oh, yeah. put the um, on Seventh Street. They were supposed to put the Bart underground, but they put it above ground, and that really uh, prevented a lot of what was once known as Main Street in West Oakland. Mm. And so there was a lot of black businesses that used to thrive in that area. Um, that they put Bart on top of. So I was curious which ones you were talking exactly. about. Uh-huh. Well, that's that, that, that's exactly, you know, like the, the tie-in right yes. there, right? You know, mm-hmm. there's a, there seems to have been this, like, you know, big boom, like, back in the day, sure, right? Sure. And then something happened, and then, like, you know, here we are, here we are now, and you got all this, you know, influx of, like, money coming in. Sure. Right? Um, but, I mean, you've been around for a good minute. Tell me a little bit about that history. Tell me about, like, you know, the thriving scene back in the day and what you've seen, how you've seen Oakland grow. Well, I haven't really seen it as a thriving I, I've seen it in the past as um, a process of, of integration where, um, and I think that communities, we, we, have, we, we never really received the kind of support to really thrive. We, were, we have always been on survival mode as long as we've been in this country. And so um, those communities that were somewhat thriving, I would say were pretty much prior because of some of the development that we had to do internally because of segregation. And so if you look at works such as um, how um, capitalism underdeveloped black America, you'll, you'll, you know, you'll find that a lot of the resources that were in the community were ones that were sought because other communities weren't doing too well. And so a lot, a lot of that power economic base we've lost. Um, and, um, but I don't think it was, has ever thrived. We never have really have had, um, as long as we've been in this country, a really thriving community. Didn't have a chance to, but you said. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yes. And that's, that's almost kind of what um, Oakland in Blue, the movie, is, I wouldn't say based upon, but having making those choices and decisions based on a point of view of life where you only have a certain amount of options to go about you know, to, in order to make it, you know, your 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 options are are, are are you know, basically quite limited. So, Oakland Blue was actually a, a good reality-based film that you know we should go check out. And there's a whole bunch of films out yeah. there, you know, like yeah. um, there's a lot of uh, mm-hmm. short blocks of you know movies made in Oakland, yes, and um, things like that. We're talking about the the Oakland International Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. You've been doing it for 15 years now. Can you like uh, uh, compare like its 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 importance? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you know, with uh, with some of the other film festivals going on here, like the SF Black Film Festival, things like that. Yes. Um, well, um, 
Well, I just want to kind of piggyback on on what was just said about Oakland and Blue because I don't want to tell you too much about the story. Um, <laughs> but um, when you have a, a, one of the characters is a college graduate who returns yes. back to his home yes. and he can't find work. And um, in that reality, um, oftentimes puts a lot of people in, in places that they would do things they don't anticipate doing. We get an education, you're supposed to find a good job and, and be pretty much self-sufficient. And yes. so as you're, as you're saying, uh, that doesn't always happen. And we know racism d- does exist. We know technology has not hired many people of color. We're less than 2% in the, in the tech industries. Um, so, so anyway, but just to kind of follow what to what you're saying as far as um, um, the, the history of our festival um, has really, it's been, you know, technology has, has, has in, increased a way so that we can actually talk to the individuals more than ever. When we first started, um, you know, media had more control where there were only certain newspapers or only certain radio stations and TV stations and we had to sort of help get the word out. But now we use social media and now we have filmmakers that have their own Twitters and Facebooks and all that. And so we've been able to reach out to people uh, more independently and that strengthened our, our voice. Okay, Mm -hmm. Uh, listeners of 94.1 KPFA, we are, I want to remind you that we are giving away tickets. We are taking callers five, six, and seven. Five, six, and seven. I like that. Five, six, and seven, yes. And the number that you would want to call (laughs) is 510-848-4425. Callers five, six, and And, seven. And those would be for She Started It tickets, right? For She Started It, which is a documentary uh, that really follows five women who okay. actually started tech companies. Because in the tech industry, women are like 3% of uh, the CEOs. And they receive less than 10% of uh, venture capital. Wow. And so you get a chance to, to really follow uh, five young women who actually have had some success in technology. And uh, we're hoping to also have some other folks out there to help assist folks in understanding the kind of obstacles that you would go through in being an entrepreneur and entering the tech industry. So that will be at the Oakland Asian Cultural Center on the 4th of April. And, and you know what? It's, it's a lot more out there than just movies. I mean, they say, what is it? It's a... Uh you can have uh, this panel discussions and oh yes, uh, we have well, yes. That's uh, why we're you know that's why that's the difference of a festival in a sense is because yes. when the filmmakers show up, they um, you want to hear what they have to say about their film, about the process for making their film. Uh, oftentimes they they actually speak on certain topics that um, because they've been documenting things for like eight years. Like this one film, the unsettled uh, truth that happens that we that we screen on Friday morning, which is a a film about environmental issues, Mm -hmm. you know, this guy's documenting for eight years. And so we should really pay him, pay some attention, at least, you know, an hour to hear what kind of documents he's come up with. Oh, he's going to be there. Well, he'll be actually on Skype because he's okay. actually in Germany. But we're talking about the uncertainty has settled. Yeah, uncertainty has settled. Yeah, exactly. That, that looked like a good one. Yes, it yeah. is really good, really good film. Yeah. And we and we also show two other short films that are, uh, one is um, Cultivating Community, which is about an urban gardening program in West Oakland called City Sucker Farms. And another one, which is at street level, which deals with the asthma that's happening in West Oakland. And so it, it really follows this West Oakland Environmentals um, organization there. Mm-hmm. And so some of the work that uh, Marvin Gordon has been doing with her organization um, because we have all these trucks that are coming through West Oakland and we have a lot of the children that are coming up with asthma, a lot of people in the community. And so, um, so we're, so after the screening, 
upstairs in the chamber at City Hall, we will be hosting um, a panel discussion to further talk about the environmental effects of of, of this pollution, et cetera. Neat. And I know that, that it got um, national attention, right? Like yes. I think, that, like, was it Barbara Lee? Barbara Lee, exactly, has mm-hmm. brought it to, to national because, you know, we, of course our port generates a lot of revenue for the city, but when you have all those trucks passing through the neighborhood, uh, that community suffers a lot from that. And so we have to figure out ways of making sure that the people are, um, you know, are safe and, and secure. Mm-hmm. And then one of the panel discussions that you guys are going to have, uh, or I don't know if it's a panel discussion, but mm-hmm. um, it's after the screening of the movie Forgiveness. Yes. Right? You're going to be talking about the, um, what is it, the the, the 40-year anniversary yes. of the... Um, of Roots. Of Roots. Yeah, oh, roots. that's a, yes. such a major part. Yes. yes. I'm going to let you go ahead because you say yes. Uh, well, you say yes, yes. I'm saying hey, go I used ahead. to love Roots. I remember back then <laughs> in elementary, yes. we used to run home, we used to be... Um, like a week long. Um, That's right. Like a week long event. Yeah, like we called it an event. We used to run home from um, from elementary, and that's how we used to be really deep rooted in in our roots. Run mm-hmm. home from um, from an uh, elementary school, watch roots. And then go back and really have discussions about it. Now this is an elementary. Mm. Even the children, yes, having um discussions on you know just what happened with the uh, you know the characters uh, Kunta Kinte, sure. Chicken George, you know. So it was re- it was really deep. It was, I, I, and I'm not sure if they still have the events, you know, with all the because back. Uh, I believe I don't want to give away my age, but you know. Well, that was for, it's forty years. We're celebrating forty years now, so you're, you're, having, you're actually over forty. So if you, if you have those memories, you're giving away a little bit there. You have these yeah. memories. So. But um, yeah. we only we only had we only had about what we didn't have that many stations, and it used to come on KBSK. I believe uh, channel forty four. KBSK. Oh, that's way back in the day now. <laughs> <laughs> so we used to come home and we used to watch it, and we used to have discussions the next right. day at school, you know. And you know, so it really, it really touched us, man. Like it really. If you haven't seen Roots, you should, you should show it to your children, your children's children, and your children's children's children. So it's really, it's a really powerful movie. Thank you, thank you for saying that because it's. Um, you know, we're, one of our big words is Sankofa, which is oh, to, yes. to go to go back and get it when it when you're looking at culture and the importance of, of our history. And so, I, in a, as you were talking, I was really feeling what you're saying as Roots was was an awakening for us as really we we we, we became a part of an American story. Yes. You know, for 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 so long we've been, you know, we have. We might have a character or two who's in a film, and then you see how he's portrayed. But this, but the whole Root series was really based on the struggle yes. for um, for our freedom in this country and a lot of the trials and tribulations that our ancestors went through. You know, coming over the Middle Passage. And so we were honored to really be able to celebrate this year and to have people like Louis Gossett, who played in Roots, coming. Uh, we have Mark Walper, who's executive producer of the Roots, coming. Uh, Mario Van Peoples, who's actually doing, um, you know, he did two episodes in the latest Roots. Um, and, and others who will be here. Lawrence Hilton Jacobs played the character Noah in Roots, and he was also in Cooley High. And, the, and because of the vision of Roots being something we wanted to really celebrate, it, it has really ignited so many other people that want to come out and, and share that with us because we all, it all, you know, it's a part of all of us. You know, it, it, there was never a time where we could say that we could look on the TV for a week straight and, and actually see the kind of 
um, the next generation of how they've dealt with what was passed on from their parents and, and how they're now still still moving in, into the fabric of America and trying to still have that rightful place. And so as you were saying earlier, as far as a thriving community, watch Roots because you'll see that we still have yet to have, um, you know, after 400 years of slavery and, of course, 100 and so years of, of integration, we still have yet to really um, reach that place that, um, that, our, that many of our forefathers uh, had envisioned happening. And uh, wh- what day is that panel discussion going to take place? In? Well, that will be on the 7th of April. Uh, we're going to show Forgiveness, another film called Atone, which also shows a character, well, not a character, but one of our local actors, Richard Gant, will actually be present. Um, so that will be from 3 to 5. We, we scheduled it for 3 to 5 at City Hall because we're hoping we could actually, because these are free screenings at City Hall that day. Mm. And, we, and we're so grateful that they were able to offer us the space. And then they're also offering the, you know, the hearing room to have the further discussion. Uh, Hearing Room 1, we're going to have pitches there where filmmakers can show a little bit of their film and talk about it and what they need, you know. Mm -hmm. So some of these celebrities are going to come early on Friday to hear them out and to kind of share with them some things they may want to do, the package, etc. While you're on that topic, I I really want to know, I really want to know, like, how, how are the films selected? Like, uh, like, uh, like maybe like a brief description of that process. You know, yeah. how would I get my film on there? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, well, you know, this year was a 40-year of Roots. And so we, so we looked at that as a theme and we tried to, you know, first of all, when you have a festival, you have submissions that people just submit their films. But then we, as an organizing group, wanted to, you know, different people view, viewing the film. We tried to have things that kind of fit to roots. And so when you see the film, like tonight on the sideshow, we have, you know, Sean Durant's coming in the studio here at KPFA to talk about Gina's journey, mm. which is in search of William Grimes, which mm. is really um, how she found out through genealogy that she was actually... Um, that William Grimes, who wrote one of the first, I believe the first slave narrative, was one of her ancestors. And so, um, so I don't know how the festivals do it, but I know that we kind of look for a theme. We look at ways that we can have these discussions, certain topics. Um, you know, looking back at Sankofa to get it, uh, we also noticed that 2017 is, was 50, it's 50 years ago. Um, we, you know, we celebrated 40 years of roots, but 50 years ago um, was the last book that Dr. Martin Luther King wrote, which is called Where Do We Go From Here? Mm-hmm. Chaos or Community. And that kind of resonated with us because, as we know, in this time, we're always people are asking, where are we going to do next? Or, where are we going to go from here, right? And so he has a book like that, and he's just, and, 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 and it just so happens that after he wrote that book, a year and a couple of months later, he was actually assassinated in Memphis, Tennessee. And so um, it's, it just so happens that the opening day of our festival is the day that he was assassinated in April the 4th, um, 1968. Wow. So that'll be 49 years ago, the day of our festival. But where do we go from here? Um, we're really hoping to, you know, in the process of roots and, and reaching back, we're hoping that we can discover the answers as as we move forward, which is Sankofa is really all about. And uh, speaking of Sankofa, I don't know if uh, Sankofa is not just a word. What what was? Can you uh, repeat that uh, definition? Um, to to go back and get it. 
could go to, back. Uh, and get it. Yeah, and it, I mean, there's, there's, there's different phrases, there's different, but there's it's a it's a Ghanaian word. I've seen even in other languages too, where where there are, you know different definitions for it. But the idea is to go back and get it, meaning that you go back to to um, to find the Receive culture, that your strength, your it. roots, and then yes. from that you'll be able to then move forward. Okay, yes, yes. and that's, that's also um, a film. Sankofa. Oh yeah, Sankofa uh, by Holly yeah. Garama. We showed that a few years ago. Yeah, okay, it was yes. really, really powerful film. Where he, yeah, very powerful film. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. We want to give a shout out to our winners. Woo-hoo. You, you listen, right. you call, you win. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have to give a shout out to Zakia. Zakia. Uh, all that, right, right on Zakia. Is that Zakia Harris? Uh, I don't know the okay, one of the last sure. names on there. Zakia. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I no, love that. No, no, it's a beautiful name. name. Uh, no last it's a beautiful name. name. Yeah, Zakia. Well, if you're yes. <laughs> if you're Zakia, it's only a uh-huh. that's a pretty there's <laughs> only a few of you. Uh Samir. Is that Samir? Mm-hmm. Samir. Okay, right Samir. Right on Samir for listening, tuning in. You call you win. And Patrice. Thank you, Patrice, for listening. All right. And talking about listening, um, when we're talking about we're talking about Oakland, the Oakland uh, Film Festival, like I kind of want to know on the international scene, you know, like who's watching Oakland? Like who's uh, why is Oakland so influential? If that's in if that's in fact the case. Well, you know, it's we have submissions this year from thirty three different countries, and so we're we're getting. And that's what that's what we're so excited to really showcase is as you as I was listening to Robin talk about Oakland and Blue on the way, uh, Oakland and Blue is now at least reaching 33 different countries around the world. And uh, those are just submissions. But we're um, so I don't so I don't know much more to answer that sure. question. But, but, we, but we have but I guess I'm going to like, you know, you guys have been like, you know, like as you mentioned it, like uh, on a shoestring budget. Right. right, you guys right. have been on a small budget, like putting this on, but it's been generating, you know, so much buzz now. Right, you know, um, w- w- why? Why? I think that the um, power of artists is is the backbone of what we're doing. The artist takes an idea and, and turns it into something. You know, and so the, the art, like if you, you know, you might, if you're, if you're a songwriter, you're like, okay, you got a blank sheet of paper, right? All of a sudden you put words on it, then that becomes a song, right? And our, our films are, are constantly, we always look for locations to shoot. And so it could be an empty space, but we have a vision of how we can turn that empty space to become a sound stage or, or a studio or even a, a bar scene, whatever we want. We, we can create that. Mm-hmm. And so I would say that's the inspiration of even starting this, you know, 15 years ago, uh, being, you know, we, we produced a film, I produced a film with my brother and we had it in other film festivals and, and being in those other environments and seeing the beauty of Oakland, like, hey, we could do this in Oakland and there's so much talent in Oakland. And so, um, so, you know, how they say build it and they will come. Yes. It's, it's, it's very much, I would say that's, that's. That's, you know, Oakland is a beautiful place and we look and there's so much talent here and there's so much talent around the world. And that's what we're trying to make that connection. And as you make that connection, what we find out is that people are just people. And while there are certain kinds of of things that we define ourselves by and how you might look at somebody and you might have a perception of how that person is. And that person just wants the same love for their kids and safety and food for their mother, you know? And so we're hoping to show that humane part of life, which hopefully will eliminate a lot of the lines that divide us. Hmm. A lot of the lines that divide us, a lot of the maybe perceptions of, um, uh, of Oakland. 
Oakland. Because when you're just, outside yes. looking in, you know, uh, personally, right. I grew up in South Central, okay. right? So, like, uh, people have a really negative view of South Central, right. Compton. But, you know, when I live there, it's like, this is my home. <laughs> right. right. Right? And uh, I feel it's the same thing for Oakland. That's right. Um, That's right. And so, like, how how do you feel like the, uh, all the selections of the films and everything is really affecting that on, like, on an international, like, scene? Like, are we trying to change the... Well, I think it, you know, you start with yourself, right? And then from that, I think people perceive you differently. You know, once you... And I think that we're becoming more comfortable with who we are as the film society, as the film festival, and, and hosting the event where... It kind of speaks for itself. Like when you see the films, when you hear the hear the filmmakers talk about their films, some of the films are now getting picked up for distribution. Wow. You know, so they're going to Hollywood, and now you know, and they they were in our festival, you know, before, and so we are becoming more and more um, clear that. You know, it's really more about the platform that we can create. And hopefully um, in a city like Oakland that has a perception of being a very violent city, right? Uh, we want to convert, we want to change that violence in becoming a creative city where we can have um, young folks who want to say, hey, I want to make a movie. I want to write a story. I want to sing a song. And so as when Robin was talking about Do That, I was really, really reflecting because about four years ago, we had the film, The Spook Who Sat By The Door and Sam Style, um, um, Sam Greenlee was here, uh, who was the one who wrote the book in, in the screen powerful. very powerful movie and um and we need it and jr was like man i got this friend named do that man who can perform some music and i never heard of do that but then do that got on the stage and then rocked the mic man it was like wow who is this dude right and i mean and there's so much talent like that and i think that uh, that it's up to us to really um you know, to create the platform for it and to promote each other. You know, a song by Bar Marley says, uh, when you, um, makes it easier, you know, it just makes it easier when you work together, you know. Uh, yes, it does. Yes. Um, oh, you mentioned Hollywood earlier. Is this, uh, is an event like the Oakland International Film Festival something that uh, maybe producers from, you know, the big Hollywood come and scout out talent? You know, do they, would, would that uh, a possibility? I, there are some coming here who are part of, you know, the different press. Um, one of the films that's really big is A uh, uh, Hundred Blocks. Okay. That yeah. is the one that's executive produced by Marshawn Lynch. And that film has an amazing buzz. Um, and it deals with, you know, the story of, of Jean Kwan when she defined a hundred blocks that were the very violent areas of Oakland and wanted to put more police there. Um, so, but anyway, it, it's that it, there's people coming to. That's what I'm saying. We we we've we've been kind of consistent. Where now they're coming. It's Monica Cooper's coming. It's Glenn Plummer's coming. Glenn Plummer okay, is yeah. a film Ninety Minutes of Fever. He's coming for his film screening. Uh, like I said, Mark Walper's coming. He's like a producer of Roots. So they're coming to the to Oakland, and and we're, and we're hoping that we can show them something to make them keep coming back. Cool. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, before you go, then tell us about a little bit some more of these uh, films. Uh, what are some of your other picks? Like um, my one of my favorites uh, that I was looking at that I'm excited to go see mm -hmm. is America with the K. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. tell me about that. Or, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, um, I think that, you know, that's, that's a film. America, of course, you, you change the, 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 the system has changed where the blacks are the oppressors in a sense and the whites are dealing like they, you know, so there's some ways where filmmakers are playing around with race, right? Mm. Um, I like a lot. Of, I can't really tell you which mm. films I, you know, <laughs> so I many, just, so many, so many, yeah. so many um, but I, 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 I like the bag. 
you know, Jay Cox, I try to, you know, he's not feeling well right now because we want to get him in the studio to talk about his film. It's a short film and it's a small budget film, but there's a lot in it that plays on the psyche. You know, um, there are, uh, there's a film called Down Under, which is just a crazy film that was, I think it was made in like Australia or something, but it's just, that's playing with a, a hundred blocks. Right. And, and um, uh, Guangzhou, Guangzhou Dream Factory, Guangzhou right? Dream Factory is very a, powerful because that, that's when dealing with like, if you see Made in China, you know, this person traced the products to find out that there were Africans who were living in China, some who are even in manufacturing. So, it, so it's very different than what you would think Made in China could represent. You could be like buying something Made in China, but it could have been made by somebody, you know. So there's, a, yeah, some very, very, you know, yeah. And I like she started movies, it too, because yeah. I like to see the women entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. I know you're running out of time, so I'm speaking a little faster. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so the Oakland International Film yeah. Festival, uh, bring a date, um, even if you're uh, an aspiring um, uh, an artist, a producer, whatever. Come on down, man. We, we have everything for you. So that's April fourth through April eighth. And uh, thank you very much, thank David. You. Thank you so much for having me. Full circle. Really appreciate it. And look, at, you guys see you guys come on out. You know, and um, and and let's so let's Prashad, you know build this build. Thank an you. Indian historian, journalist. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, there's, there's there's so many films. I, I want to talk about all of them, and I know we didn't sure, get to a lot sure. of them. But I mean, like, let's keep on it. Sure, you know, man. like uh, the Oakland International Film Festival is going to be yeah, something man. awesome right now. You guys got to come out. I mean, seriously, we, we should. Got, you guys should come out and, and meet some of the people and talk to them, interview mm -hmm. them. Yeah, you know, because we'll especially the Roosie events, Friday and Saturday. Yes. We're still on the mic here. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Friday and Saturday, <laughs> come out and 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 you know and interview people and talk to them because they would. That's what it's really oh, I'm about. I'm sure a lot of people have a lot to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oakland is so international, man. I walk yeah. down the street, I see everybody. Uh, every, everybody from everywhere. All right, we mm -hmm. are getting a signal that we're it's time to signal. wrap it up. Thank you so much. Thank so you, glad Teresa. to have you here, Thank David. Oiff.org is our site. Thank you so uh, much. All right. All right. Oiff.org. Yes. Yep. Thank you. Stay tuned. If you're listening, you are the resistance. Stay tuned. La Onda Bajita is next. All right.